Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You're listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. Tox Machina airs live at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, and it's also uploaded to youtube.com slash critical role on Thursday mornings. If you like our podcast, please rate and review it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, here's this week's episode of Tox Machina. Are we on the internet? I sure hope so. Oh, I forgot to tell them we we're going to cut to Danny at that part. <laughs> Tonight, Go the ahead. Mighty Nine reach the docks of Nicodranus and what the <laughs> fuck, you guys? What happened this week? Yeah. We're going to find out with Liam O'Brien, Marisha Ray, as always, the lovely Danny Carr, <laughs> and Kiri. <laughs> and Kiri. Max, say hi to the people. All that and more tonight on Talks Machina. Hit it, Chief. That's what we just did on the pre-stream. Yeah, get it, the pre-stream. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to the Critical Role After Show. <laughs> we'll just start with After Dark Can you tonight. believe they wanted- Can we wanted, start with After Dark? Can you, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we should. Abandon all questions. Can you believe that originally the show was supposed to be called The Critical Role After Show? That's stupid. That would have been- Is that true? It's true, man. It's true. There was a few other ones. There was, uh, there was like, Critical retalk. So also dumb. <laughs> you love how I'm judging names when I named a show Handbook or Helper. Yeah. I By know. the way, your joke. It was a joke. You, you and Lockie. Me and combo Lockie joke. combo. Com- we yeah. both both Lockie and I. We got our hands out and we just we we made you we booked that helper. We got that joke into okay, existence. Right. Yeah. You ever just we could. did mm-hmm. some writing. By the way, uh, I did a little shout out to our man Chris Lockie on the Tox Machina Instagram. Lucky Go there and great. check it out. He's the best. He's the best. No, he's True. we yeah. love him to death. Um, anyway, but Tox Machina's better. Yeah. No, we're not going to change it. I think it. that all of us have em- embraced the fact that clusterfuckery, yeah, is is our brand. It is. So yeah, this is the year we reclaim our clusterfuckery. Crystal, crystal roll. 
Critical Role after talk. Oh, I was going to say Crystal Roll was a dancer. Crystal Cheetah. Light. You remember Crystal Light? I remember Crystal Light. Yeah, yeah, she was great too. That wasn't a woman. That was a powdered You're sugar drink. You're talking about the lemonade. Yeah, it was iced tea. Oh. It was lemonade. Refreshing. Lots of sugar, though. Doesn't it have a lot of sugar? Probably. Oh. Real, real talk, though. Yeah. I was going to tweet this. This is so after dark already. But you guys, I know it already is, but you guys are getting the exclusive right now. What? The pre-tweets. What? I've cracked the code. I hope this joke lands. It's about to. Man, I've cracked the code. Like the Hindenburg. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry. I've cracked the code on how you name strip clubs. Okay. And I'm pretty sure Uh they take two hats, and in one hat is a color, and in the other hat are animals. Oh, and then yeah. you just draw uh, yep, randomly. Yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then you get like the, the spearmint purple, rhino. Yeah, the purple kangaroo. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The thunder down under. Right. Or wait, yeah. Just two hats. Two hats. That's a that's a really great that's more of a hypothesis, really. It is. It's my theory. Guys, we have some announcements. Please. We should start the show. Max, yes. are you ready to go? Someone count us in. He's like, dear God. Uh guys, Chief's already on his way to uh the bar. <laughs> Right over there. Guys, we're doing our very first live show in New York City next week. One week from this Thursday, we will be broadcasting to you live from the city that never sleeps. At some point, a camera will come back on me and I'll deliver this right into it. (laughs) Yeah. Join us at the United Palace in Washington Heights on Thursday, October 4th. Chief really did go to the bar. Tickets are available right now via Ticketmaster. You don't need an NYCC badge to attend. Lots of people have been asking us about that. You don't have to have a badge to the con to come to the live show. No, All you have to have is- Seven miles away from the con. Yeah, it's it's not close to the con. Nope. Um, it, yeah, it's not. But, uh, but what you do need to have is an iron gut because Gen Con Sam's outfit was here what what can we expect? He's had less time to prepare, which means, which means what? Plus, we're, we're going to be doing a couple of these a year, so it's got it's either got to de-escalate or escalate. I he could just show up Sam, in shorts. I don't see it de-escalating. No, no. we all know Sam very well, and he will find some way to subvert our expectations and escalate. So I don't really know. My goodness, my goodness. Well, I, I also feel like just because he had less time to to prepare mm-hmm. doesn't mean he took full advantage of the time that he had to prepare leading up into things how like Gen Con. So how it many, might all be the same. Yeah, how many backup outfits do you guys think there are that didn't make the cut? I mean, if the ones we saw made it, there's got to be there's got to be some sort of thing that at one point resembled a chicken in that closet. The day that that pink monstrosity was chosen was a shoot day here at the studio when we recorded a bunch of Handbooker Helper, mm-hmm. and he and Bailey were off in a corner laughing hysterically at different choices, none of which we saw. So actually, oh, no. he could have multiple. Wait. Oh no! That's the day it happened. Yeah, that's the day that pink outfit was chosen. Was that Handbooker shoot? Okay. And, well, and and I know that they looked at a lot, so he could have a lot of stuff chambered. Um, be surprised or watch online. Either way, hide your kids, hide your wives. Uh, if you are attending New York Comic Con, be sure to pick up a pre-sale ticket to come meet all of us, sans Ashley, sadly, at the Javits Center. Find all the information 
in the events section of critroll.com. A wonderful website. Today, Great. massive update to the website. There's so much information on there and it's so, people ask us all the time stuff and I go, it's on the website now. Didn't used to be like that. Now, it's on the website. So easy now. I get 40 tweets a day. Mm-hmm. Just check the website. Just check the website. Please, God. No. Go there. Check the website. Oh, this is great. Go there. If you don't find, if you if you do your if you do your due diligence and you really search that website and you don't find the answer you're looking for, then we Message the three of us Miss Rachel the three of us yeah. no, no 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 don't do that to her. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we have, we're part of this company too. Mm. If you want to, if you can't find it, you want to tweet something. It's at Sam Regal. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, the latest episode of Between the Sheets featuring Mr. Travis Willingham is now available on the Critical Role Twitch channel for our subscribers. Man, Travis. Good stuff. That was that was really powerful. I I, I walked away from that. You know, Talisons was so great. I, I walked away from that episode with a really clear idea that I think we're onto something pretty special. And I was so happy to see such a great response. Thank you to everybody who watched last night's and last week's. Um, it's blown, it's totally blowing us away, really. Legitimately not being facetious or anything, he changed the way that I thought about sports. Yeah. And the memory of sports and what they can mean to people. Right. Like, yeah. It's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing because you can love somebody and know so much about them, but yeah. one perspective that they have yeah. can show you a completely other side 100%. of them, and that's what we're trying to like tap into with this thing. It was a good interview too because I think that uh, we all know, the audience knows, everyone knows that Taliesin is a magical manticore. Um, that's not new information, we just got more of what we wanted, but with Travis, people who know him really well know that he's a warrior poet. Right. And that he's got, uh, you know, a soulful heart inside of his cowboy's loving, ale swilling barbarian. Yeah. But we personally have known that that's there, and it's cool. That it's cool that people get to see that extra layer. Yeah. To yeah, willing. He, he's like him. the big brother to all of us at Critical Role. Yeah. So I'm big glad time. that everyone saw that he's like the big brother to us all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This week coming up, Laura Bailey's episode. <gasps> And it's fantastic. Laura Bailey. Her first drink of alcohol in over nine months was that we the day of. that we filmed that she that she told me that about. She's admitted was to. The, that was the day we filmed our episode. So things were happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, the announcement we've been dying to say: all work, no play. This Friday night. Holy crap. Twitch.tv slash Critical Role, 7 p.m. Pacific. Liam, I've seen the episode. You you try to tell the people what they're in store for. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, we, we've known that this is a thing for a long time yeah. now. And we, I just watched part of an edit earlier today. And after months of knowing that this show is going to live again, Still live, live again, live, again. live in a new form. Yeah, I still, I'm not really sure that it's real or is happening. And in the lead up to it, I was like, I don't know. I mean, can we recapture the the dumb fuckedness of us sitting knee to knee with our leg hair intertwined in Sam's <laughs> home studio? And I think we've done it. I think we've done it. You have. Yeah. Absolutely have. It's hysterical, and it's. It's too much. I'm so grateful for <laughs> it's it. It's too much. 
No, it's just the perfect. It's too much. It's, it's too, too much. much. There, there's a, yeah, it's a sliding scale. Um, they get crazier. I well, even, I, I wasn't even watching anything, but I could hear it because I was sitting across from the editing bay, yeah. essentially. And yeah, it, just hearing it was just fan fucking time. It's hilarious. Which, which is deeply gratifying and rewarding when you're focusing on an edit and then you hear people who aren't even watching it be like, ha ah! ha Yeah, right. Like, okay, that timing was good. Uh -huh. Okay, we're gonna lock that down, move on. Right. Yeah. It's not like That's... I'm quiet about my laughter either. Yeah. <laughs> right, plus all of us like are. Marisha. No, 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 not at all. Plus all of us are sex tyrants. Um, we don't get to hear people laugh very often. It's true. Without further ado, oh boy. <laughs> let us discuss episode 35 of Critical Role Campaign 2, Dockside Diplomacy. Oh. Now, there's normally a card that yeah. goes up right now with some tingy, tingy music playing. Yeah. However, I was informed 33 seconds ago, we don't have that card. Tonight. Oh, shit. So. Definitely the point was for you to bring attention to it. Right. It wasn't? Sorry, okay? It was in all caps, Danny. I took that to mean you would know. we're all about transparency here. I'm not gonna lie to well, these people and they're expecting a beautiful card with the font that was done by a guy in Glendale, you know? And it's got the tingy music that we are totally allowed to license. As we, yeah, as Twitch keeps reminding us. Twitch, we have paid, there's a there's a guy from Twitcher here. tonight. Yeah, yeah. there's a cat petting executive. He's wearing a $15,000 suit. He's out in He's, the lobby right now. He, I asked him, that's how I know. Yep. Definitely a $15,000 Twitch hoodie, but. It's a pretty nice Twitch hoodie. It is a nice Did he change after he met me? Here. God, these people <laughs> like to get in my head. Anyway, let's get to some <laughs> questions, guys. Uh, Crit Roll Stats for this episode, courtesy of our friends at Crit Roll Stats. Give us the stats. <sighs> oh yeah, look at that, oh, it's beautiful. Look, there's a thing on the screen. There's a thing. <clears throat> yeah. We're still alive. Go to Crit Roll Stats, guys, and check out everything from Campaign 1. If you've finished it, everything from Campaign 2 so far, they keep track of literally everything you could possibly imagine when it comes to these shows. What are the deets? The deets are, it has been 61 days since the party found the Cloven Crystal, and 45 days since they first learned of Marius LePaul. The party has been together longer than 45 days? Yeah. It's longer than 61 days. Ooh, I think it still feels new. It does. Real new. Wait, longer than 61 days? Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think Wait, of what Where the, did you get 45? He said 60 something and then 45. Andrew, text me how many days they've known each he did, other he did. total. He said one number and then another. He said two then, numbers in a row. I did, 61 days since the party found the cloven crystal yep. and 45 days since they since first learned of Marius LePaul. There okay. you go. So like longer than 60 days. Stats Twitter, yeah. I'm sure that any second now they'll say the date. Bo? Your character, Marisha, what? has avoided. <laughs> you're so quick. People don't realize how quick you are, but you're so quick. Bo has avoided 126 points of damage by using deflect missiles. That's a lot. 126 total points. It's like a monk secret weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Caleb, mm -hmm. Liam, your character from this campaign. Incorrect. Top speed. <laughs> 
top speed of 120 feet with expeditious retreat, yes. and the transmutation stone is still a quarter the speed of a hasted and flying Vax, 480 feet. Yeah. Spoilers. It'll never be that good again, but it felt pretty good. There was a few times this, and I know the gang called you out on it a little bit, but there's a few times this episode where shit was, I was having yeah. flashbacks yep. because attack, I, attack, I attack. I sometimes do fall prey to the, the dubious position of using the rules as written in the book. It's true, I did a last campaign, sometimes, and sometimes I'll do it this campaign. <laughs> last campaign, though, I used Vax's immense speed to rush at problems. Caleb will mostly use it to rush away from problems. Interesting, that's gonna come up tonight. I can assure you, I've seen the questions. <laughs> hey guys. Hey, me too. Hey, <laughs> Danny. Doesn't Danny look great? She always does. <clears throat> Danny Cam. That's a, this is critical recap spoilers though, Danny. This is that's true. Most Tox Machinas are critical recap spoilers. <sighs> well, I'm glad you guys got a nice After Dark themed episode of Tox Machina tonight because right. this was such a boring episode this past Thursday. <laughs> Start to finish After Dark. Fieldy409 wants to know, this person's a fan of cleaning products. For both of you, how do you guys... <laughs> That one was a bit of a slow burn. <laughs> <laughs> well, because my first thought went to, what's Fieldy? We gotta, we gotta answer some questions. We didn't even, mm. so. We're 17 minutes in. Sorry. So. We, Sorry. We didn't even drink before the show. I didn't, I didn't have a chance to. Cleaning products. How do you guys feel about living the pirate life is what the question is. <clears throat> pirate, pirate life for me. It hasn't, it hasn't happened yet. We could all jump off that boat and swim back to shore and turn ourselves in. But we could immediately feel remorse. That's but does stealing a boat yeah. uh, make a pirate? Or does a pirate have their own boat and which then they go first, steal the from other of the boat. Which came first, the pirate <laughs> of the boat, Danny wants to know. It feels pretty good. No regrets. Yeah, especially for the Empire Kids, because this is in our country. There's no mm. repercussions for us here. Oh, international than, waters. Yeah, I mean, we could be killed. No laws. That's a repercussion, but. <laughs> maritime law. Uh -huh. Is there maritime law? I think in there Matt's is. Game? I, I actually think there is because I think I've talked to Matt about it. There's some form of it that he yeah. he has everything figured in out. So if you there, in order for there to be mara, in, in order for there to be pirates, doesn't there have to thus be maritime, maritime law? Because there has to be something like for them to be to ignoring. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You can't be a criminal without a law to break. I don't. I don't know what we're talking about. God. What? What? Lamp. You don't know the inner workings of maritime law? You don't understand law? maritime law, dude? You didn't study maritime law I'm at NYU? I'm claiming to know more than anybody. I'm claiming to know a lot, lot less. Yeah, well, that's okay. Okay. Let's move on with the question for Marisha from Zundax. Uh, Bo got to see the most of Ford's powers at play over the past couple episodes. How does she feel about the apparent darkness of those powers? Yeah. I I think Bo is aware that Ford is clearly working shit out, <laughs> and she's with it, and she's here, and she's supportive. Mm. I think Bo looks at it as like, well, some people have daddy issues, and some people vomit up seawater and sea visions. Um, yeah, she's justifying it. 
I think she knows that there's something going on, but lots of we'll people see. swallow swords. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's a thing you can pay to yeah. see it probably at Molly's old circus. Mm. I, I think Bo tries to not judge people on their shitty days because Bo knows that she's ultimately can probably top anybody's shitty day with her best day. Wow, that's saying something. That is. is that with, saying something? With this asshole? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's saying something. You think so? Oh. Well, I mean, that's her perspective, though. Okay. I mean, knowing what she knows yeah. about him? Yeah, well, self-deprecation runs deep. Self-loathing runs deep. Right, okay. but what's behind that, though? Self-loathing? Mm-hmm. Knowledge. No, but Knowledge. what's what's driving the self-deprecation, though? Because usually, you know, I don't do a lot of self-deprecating humor myself. I find it to be lowbrow. But, um... <laughs> you asshole. But what's the source? No, I'm asking a serious question. Leave me alone, man. Don't treat me like I'm Regis. What's the source of that self-deprecation and that self-loathing, though? Well, I, I guess I can only speak from experience here, and I guess it's just guilt. Hmm. Like, for me, I, I think I cope with my guilt of knowing the things that I've done that I'm not proud of as a person through beating up on myself through humor. Wow. I don't know. I, I, I guess it's, way, it's a way that I pay penance to myself. No, I understand So any time I say, like, well, you know, fuck you, you shitty bitch, it's because I feel like I've earned it in some way in my past. Right. I, I, I feel like that's how a lot of comedians or people. work. Right. Or people, or people work. can say, yeah, you can't shit job. on me, I shot on I myself, myself first. Right. Yeah. You can't fire me, I quit. Mm. I'm not saying it's the best way to go through life. <laughs> no. Um, in fact, a lot of the people that bother me, that I get annoyed about in life, and I mean, they always say that you, you find things that annoy you and other people that remind you of yourself. Right. So maybe this is true. Um, sometimes the things that annoy me a lot and other people are when I'm frustrated in them, but they beat me to the punch in saying like, well, you know, I'm a douchebag. Right. I'm, I'm just an asshole. Right. And I'm like, well, isn't that a fucking easy way out? Interesting. So goddamn easy to say, I'm an asshole, because if you say it, about yourself first, then it means you beat someone else to the punch of calling you an asshole. Right. Oh, and then so it's, it's sort of like it's putting up a line of self-defense. It's putting a shield up before the fact for self-preservation. A hundred percent. And I and it bothers me and other people when they do that because I feel like everyone has had this experience when you're like, this person did me wrong. This person, they're a good friend of mine. Hmm. They pissed me off, and you know what? I'm gonna talk to him about it. I'm gonna talk to him about it because I'm, I'm brave. And I'm gonna be like, you know what, man? You did this and it hurt me. And I and I wanna talk to you about it because, God damn it. And then I go, yeah, man, I know, I'm a dick. And then it, for me, it kind of, it feels like they take the agency away from you and a little bit of the gratification of telling you like, but you you kind of hurt me here. Right. Yeah, I think you're possibly robbing them of their very justified response to 100%. you. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's always been something that bothers me about other people. 
but also something is that that I've maybe done myself, and I think something that Bo does. It's um, a pretty deep thing to put into that character, <clears throat> as far as its connection to you goes. Oh yeah, like but I, if I'm glad you did. Bo's whole whole outlook on everything is Bo is a little bit of an asshole. Um, a little be- bit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm dead serious. But you're not you're not wrong though. Um, but but I think her method is. I'm pretty sure people are going to hate me. So if I can control the way you think I'm an asshole, you may still think I'm an asshole, but at least I have control. Right. Um, and I, I genuinely think a lot of people do that um, in in the world, yeah, and it kind of takes you away. Of our you want to be in control, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and if I can't. I like to take whippets and just kind of lose control, man. How about you? You guys that's don't. You, old, you like to be in. That's uh, the old you. That's the old yeah. me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad we went down that little bunny trail because it's fascinating. Yeah. Also, you, the party has been together for 87 days. 87. Yes. Thank days. you, Andrew. I saw that text Ooh. message. Almost three months. <laughs> Almost three months. Just three about months. three months. By the way, we've got to get some sort of backdrop for Danny. It looks like she's in the basement. Let's we'll see that Danny cam again. It's yep. like she's yep. like they took my stapler. It's like we buried her, and she's right there, guys. We could. We could almost touch her. You took my stapler. Liam? Yes. Flurred Trandall. Flurred Trandall? Flurred Trandall. I'm, it's, it's right here in front of me. There it is. The last, time, the last time Yasha appeared, Caleb mentioned that she kept turning up like a bad penny. Is Caleb suspicious of Yasha's movements and motivations? Oh. And does Caleb mistrust Yasha? I caught that too. Same question, continue. <laughs> so now we have both Fleurd Trandall Fleurd and Marisha Ray and Marisha you underscore Ray, this question. 76923. The bad penny thing caught my ear. Uh, well, it was a little meta. Um, are you saying Ashley's a bad penny? <gasps> Is that the scoop the people are supposed to take away? That's it, that's the takeaway. Send your complaints to Voice of O'Brien on Twitter. Um, I'm not familiar with the phrase, like a bad penny, though. Is that a thing where, you know, like you keep finding pennies on the ground or something and they all have poo on the other side? I don't know, like what's (laughs) the origin of that phrase? No, there's lucky penny, but I've heard the phrase bad penny before. Um, Like a bad penny you keep turning up is kind of the phrase. Well, I think he was just, it was super. Is that like a southern thing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Zimnian. Um, I think that it is super bizarre that we keep running into this woman who keeps abandoning us. Mm. I think he was struck by the uh, odds of it. If, if anything, for this man who uh, believes that life is shit and that there's no sense to it all, he's starting to have that viewpoint rocked a little bit and seeing things that seem to have meaning and it feels like there's a reason maybe with he's, he's with these people, but that doesn't make any sense. And the Yasha thing, which we all know it's because of, of Earth's realities, but you know, we occasionally we do ridiculous things because of Earth's realities and then react to them, right? Uh, so it's just Caleb's, it's not a distrust thing, it's just, it's strange. And we don't know anything about her. We still don't know a lot about each other, period. It's your justification. No? I don't know. It's your justification. 87 days. Four? Justification yeah, for what? 87 days. 
real world. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a comment on the fact that it's bizarre that Ashley Johnson drops in and out of game, but whatever. We're, we're also creating a story. And, right. And there, there has to be a little bit of fate to the fact that this woman who keeps taking off shows up again. And so, you know, that's the real world shit. And me as Caleb is like, well, I have to see... I, I'm deciding to create significance for it. It's not distrust of her. Mm. He thinks she's pretty cool. He thinks that they're two like awkward wallflowers trying to get through this world. Right. There's a similarity there, and he and and if she'd stay long enough to hang out, maybe they would explore that more. Uh, but instead, it's just oh shit, she's here, yay! Oh no, oh, she's gone. Right. Wow. Which is just you know all our response in real life as well. Yeah. Were you gonna say something or? Oh, I was, I mean, I, I was going to make some sort of crude joke about how I, I'd experience a lot with Yasha if she'd stick around more, but. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I get it. We all feel that struggle, girl. <laughs> hey, guys. Matthew Wilson, has a, <laughs> Matthew Wilson has a question for Marisha and Liam. When Caduceus decomposed Algar's hand, yep. not walked away shaking her head, when a goblin is judging your actions, does it make your characters think maybe you've gone a little bit too far, or do your characters feel Algar deserved his fate? Well, I gotta inwardly look here, right? Yeah. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. Please do. Um, Were we extreme? Maybe? Maybe a little extreme. Well, well, he didn't die. No. Um, we definitely fucked his life as he knows it. Yeah, that's true. I think that, uh, you know, um, for people who are not straight up heroes or villains, we care about the people that we care about. And we care about Jester Lavoie, not so much Algar. Mm. And whatever needed to be done in that, um, Light is fine, is fine. We're taking care of our own. We're not the hand of justice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hand. <laughs> Bad puns. <laughs> yeah, I, um, once again, I, I don't know if it would be any different. A lot of things seem extreme in a fantasy setting um, when you're an adventuring party and one of you is a half orc chopping off the hand of another, yeah. but <clears throat> when you boil down the principles from these moments, I don't know if they're that different from the ones that we experience in day-to-day -day life. No, we do not chop off the hands of the significant other of the friend, you know, that, that cheated on our best friend mm. um, in real life but you might look at them and be like, fuck you, you're exercised from the friend group forever, you're fucking gone, and you take a side, cause like, you care about this person. Mm. So, uh, you know, when I feel like you boil it down to that, like you said, taking we were defending Jester. Yeah, we're taking care of our own. And we're not heroes, we're not superheroes, this group. Right. At all. The discussion <clears throat> came up, well, it was sort of jokingly this week about the difference between you guys and Fox Machina during the episode, and yeah. 
Matt kind of went, well, you know, they had their moments, but not, you know, you guys are doing yeah, some interesting stuff I think here. we put our cards on the table with the DM to be like, yeah, this is who we are. You think that, you think this week was that, Maybe. was that moment? Yeah, it's not like they can't bend back in the other direction later on, right. but uh, they're a very different group than Vox Machina. Mm. I think they're going to make, they, they have the potential to make good things happen, but it's not. It's nobody's goal. Right. Who in this group is is it their goal to make the world a better place? Only the guy who's dead. Right. I, I mean, I, no. I feel like that's such a psychological experiment of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Personally, mm -hmm. I mean, it's people can give Keyleth shit all that they want with her being a, a moral compass and trying to be like, hey guys, we have all this power. Maybe we should, you know, with great power comes great responsibility this shit. Um, Captain America, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Captain America thing. But think about the superheroes that are out there. And Danny gets the joke. <laughs> <laughs> keep going, keep going. But most of them aren't, aren't Captain, you know, most right. of them aren't Spider-Man. Most of them struggle with the ability uh, of having this power in what do you do with it? Mm. Um, you guys aren't too powerful yet, you, and you don't have a unity. You you haven't you haven't fused together strong enough yet to really take on some crazy shit. The first time crazy shit presented itself, one of you guys died. You know there was some there was some difficult shit before that, but this was crazy shit coming in, and it was crazy shit that was on the other side deciding to go after that and. That that was a shift for sure. Sure. And but I don't I don't think you guys are fused enough together yet to really take on shit. I think you guys need to get to know each other more. I feel I, like there's 100%. still so much more to come out. I mean, so much is revealed in those moments of impulse, and I think that's in real life and in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So everyone is like. I, I saw echoes in the community of people being like, oh my god, Ford just chopped off his hand. Oh my, oh goodness. And it's like, yeah, a lot is revealed in moments of pressure and right. stress in that first initial instinct and reaction and what your choice is gonna be. Um, mm. I, I, once again, I don't, I don't know if it's that different in real life. I just think when it's kind of framed in this fantasy, kind of barbaric, draconic setting, right. that it seems extreme, but is it? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Also, just personally speaking, as someone who's, whose character is not trying to be a hero, but is trying to get things done, making the group happy and work well together and keeping Jester <clears throat> happy and making the group work well together and keeping this guy off of Jester's mom so that Jester can be functional right. and effective to be part of this unit that they formed so that he can continue to sort of swim up current and mm. learn and grow. I mean, that he does, for Caleb, I think it's different for everyone in this group, but for Caleb, he wants to grow. Selfish motivations. Selfish motivations. And if good things can happen along the way, awesome. He's such a hypocrite because this guy, Algar, creeped on Jester's mom. The things that Caleb has done are far worse. But he likes Jester and wants her to be happy and useful mm. and happy. 
and he wants to do all those things on the horizon line. So yeah, it's really interesting to, to play this campaign because last time, even though we all had our, the characters had their hang-ups or their personal issues that slowed them down or brought them into conflict with each other, they still all wanted good, good for the world, right. and it's just not the case this time. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. interesting. It's gonna be interesting as you guys get more powerful to see what kind of choices are made. I'm terrified, yeah. and I'm excited. Stay turned. You're just terrified, I'm Danny? Just terrified. Yeah, stay turned. Liam. Yep. Darlet asks We've known Caleb was okay with using suggestion magic on his enemies for quite some time, but using it on his friends is newer. As someone who's been on the receiving end of some nasty enchantment magic, how does Caleb justify overruling Knot's own will to himself? Um, I. Again, on the hypocrite track, I don't think he sees himself as doing anything wrong there. Um, in that moment, Caleb just thought, well, I'm doing something good for my friend who is scared of water, which she shouldn't be, and I'm gonna unlock that for her and let her have a better life because of it. Uh, I think absolutely he does the things that he does because of the conditioning and the life that he had prior. Um, but I don't think it often swims up to the forefront of his mind to be like, oh man, you're just like uh, the master there. Right. I think he's just doing what makes sense. And he knows that he's, he's awful, but he doesn't think that every single aspect of his life back then was awful. There were many good things that are ruined because of where it all landed. So yeah, that, that question is accurate. He is, he is a hypocrite. He's doing things that he shouldn't be doing and sees it as uh, leading towards a, a better future, which is interesting. Which of those me set of memories does he focus on most often when he's reflecting? The good times or all those bad times? Because you said it wasn't all bad. There had to be some good moments in there. Uh, but I, think I, I get the idea that he is focusing on the negative ones. Yeah. I, uh, I don't want to plumb the depths too much, right? But I think that the the awful was a short time, and the better things, he he adores study and magic and learning, and that part. It's why he dances when he when he finds when he broadens his mind. Like that is still good and and clean in his mind. Mm. And uh, there was uh, relationship stuff in the past that was wonderful. Um, there was promise, he was gonna do good, he was gonna do right by society. Uh, he was gonna be a superhero in his mind. Um, the time where he fell, it's really weeks, not many weeks. Interesting, wow. You know, think, you know if anyone who, who like, uh, this is terrible to even contemplate, but imagine like you hit somebody on the road Right, or, or some moment that you didn't expect to happen, but it just happens, and everything before it is all the good memories of uh, of, of going to school and falling in love and having friends and discovering things, and then you accidentally hit and end somebody's life on the road. Yeah, uh, would ruin ruin everything that came before it. Mm -hmm. But it would be like that. Right. Which it wasn't quite like that, but it was like a week or two, I imagine. Where but that's a blink in the ter in in yeah, terms of a lifetime. It's a blink. Yeah. Yet, His life is yet, ruined. He ruined it. We all know how much a blink in our rear view mirror can affect whatever happens next. And we're seeing that 
were those effects with Caleb. Also, how did you know I was involved in a hit and run? <laughs> um, one more, and then we'll get to the uh, give, first giveaway I was of the on night. The ground, my knee was messed up. I Listen, saw your pompadour. It was I, a long I time ago. My out, you're gone. It was a long time ago, and you know, I made my peace with it. It's fine. Sure, I guess so. Marisha Zogaz asks this. Zogaz. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Bo seems drawn to using Tracy, the Tracy persona, to hide herself in Nicodranas. <laughs> Why is she so concerned with deception here? Um, man, Tracy was such a fluke. Uh, I, I, I guess it was like I, I said earlier, I was being very transparent when I was talking to Ford, and I said, if I am just myself, they're I'm gonna the fucking ruin all of this. So for her, I think she tapped into that personality of girls that she went to at whatever prep or boarding school that her parents spent too much money on to send her to. And yeah, it was just for her, it was please don't fuck this up by being yourself. Right. <laughs> that was it. Right. Um, yeah. That, that was it. I, I, Bo, why is she so concerned with deception here? It's not about deception. It's, um, Bo knows she's a liability. Mm. You know, she's always been a liability. So I'll try real hard to not be that here. Right, right. It seems yeah. like her confidence on the battlefield is you know, like flawless, but it's everywhere else where it's she... It's 100%. She knows that she can break a man's arm off, but mm. as far as social mm. interaction goes, she's a little doubtful of herself. Well, and it's because she knows she can break a man's arm off. It's hard to talk to anybody reasonably when you're like, I could just punch you and you'll give me anything that I want. How do you talk to any of us then? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Eesh. It's interesting, I have two characters on my couch that are both very hard on themselves. And I'm interested to see where that arc goes throughout the next, uh, what did Matt say? We're doing five more episodes for this campaign? Uh Uh-huh, yep. Final arc. Don't say shit like that, people will freak out. I love to watch them freak out, Danny, because those are the people that I know can't take a joke. Gullibility, (laughs) gullibility reigns. What were you gonna say? Uh, I, we might also be the two hardest on ourselves out of the cast in real life. I don't know, though. I don't know. That's a, that's a little audacious of me to say. I'm, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not speaking for I mean, else. Travis just doubts every move, right? That's Travis's MO. I don't, I'm yeah, trying to make right. a joke. I think I it's know. all of us. I yeah. think, um, I think Travis looks in the mirror every morning and he goes, well, it could be worse. It could be Foster. <laughs> 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 That's everyone, That's Danny says. Foster's one of us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey guys, our first giveaway tonight. Appreciate <laughs> is, is it 745? Oh 7.42. We have given the people, wow. but this is good though. I like I like what we've tapped into tonight. I know we're gonna get to some more of your questions, but give for the week is first. Go do it. <laughs> do the thing. Woo! Give for the week! Fly D20. Wow. <laughs> Our winner, thank you, Steve. For episode 35 of Campaign 2 was sent in by Esther Warwick, at Esther Warwick. Let's take a look. <gasps> Esther. Okay. 
Mm -hmm. Definitely engaged. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> oh no. <sighs> Typical married couple. Typical. The rabies dolphins. <laughs> Look, I'll be like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> oh no. That's pretty great. <laughs> Congrats to you, Esther. You have won this Critical Role Retro Tea. <laughs> now, the reason why this tea is better than the others, uh, Esther, is because Liam O'Brien has rubbed it on his chest. Nah, nah. Oh, it's in the shirt. There it is. There it is. There uh, it is. Max is shaking his head at me. Uh, yeah. Too bad. Sorry, Chris. Here. Mm. Um, if we ran like a, a food vendor, that would be bad. I don't know what I'm saying. Never mind. I'm going to abandon wow. that. Food vendor? We're not a food Let company. Let me ask the questions, Marisha. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is for both okay. of you. This is Geralt of Boring Trivia, uh, which is my favorite YouTube channel. What made you decide to steal the ship instead of explaining yourself to the guards? Was it a situational decision or a more deeply rooted skepticism towards authority in general? <laughs> uh, this feels like way too much credit from what actually happened. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no decision to steal the ship was ever made. <laughs> Uh, things just vomited out Jeff Goldblum chaos theory style. Mm -hmm. The only reason Caleb got on that boat is because he saw his friends were in trouble and had to go help them, and then they were on the boat, and then a, a small platoon of soldiers showed up, and then they were leaving. Wow. <laughs> That's how that worked. Yeah, wow. what you saw was just pure mob mentality and peer pressure. Panic. And panic. Uh, because when we were in the lobby during our break, we were all like, we're so we're out. gonna run, right? We're just, no shame in running, we just gotta walk away from this one. But we were like, we're gonna grab uh, uh, Marius, pants, yep. we're gonna grab Marius and bounce. Mm -hmm. That was the goal. Yeah. Mm. Didn't happen. That was holding Didn't true happen. until the little fucker slipped out of mine and Yasha's grasp at the very end and ran to the fucking boat. Right. It was all it was all on track to that, and then it was like, do we jump on? What do we're, we do? We're uh, just reacting. And I'm sure one, many murders and bank robberies happen in just the same way. Right. People are like, <laughs> if sure. you, if your friend jumped off a bridge, would you follow after them? Oh yeah. And I'm like, in D and D, fucking yeah. They I mean, all just jumped on that ship, and we were like, uh, right. And that S was it. Side note: that was one of my favorite games of this show's entire life. What was this? That that episode, that game, that battle was so much fucking fun. It was just vomiting out, and it felt yeah. like it was uncontrollable and unstoppable. And we were just Did rolling. It seemed with it. like Travis got tilted a little bit. I know he had some bad rolls, and he was like, "But yes. I was watching him, and he was oh, frustrated. Man. He's like, I think I'm gonna die.' Ah. It was it was interesting to see the. He was having a bad day. All I could yeah. think about was. At the end of last campaign, when when uh, we we're wrapping up, and people are like, "What's he gonna do next?" Oh, I can't wait till Travis can let throw Grog off and let out his tactician's mind <laughs> yeah, and right. take over the field and lead these people. Oh, just a dumb fuck like the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> I felt Travis so just a dumb fuck like the rest of us. I felt oh, so bad for because I could I could feel his frustration. Yeah, and not 
in the situation, I mean a little in the situation, but in himself, and we've all been there. Except and I, for Grog. Oh, I've, I've, I've rolled like that and had terrible sessions where I'm, I'm like, end it, end it. Yeah, and I'm not please. talking about the session, I'm talking about my life. Yeah, yeah, please, just fucking kill me. Right. Now. But last campaign, when things were going bad, that was fun for Grog. He could just be like, whoop, I don't know, I'm an idiot. And find fun in that. But, you know, when you're supposed to be like witty and intelligent, and you forget you're the only one who can steer the boat. Yeah. You know, yeah. we all I, have our Larkin I, moments. I feel like right? that's, that's when I felt bad, is when, um, and I, I wasn't trying to rub it in. As Bo at all, I was just being genuine when I was, he ran down and he was the turn before me. He ran down under the ship and I was like, Ford, Ford help, Ford I don't know how to steer the boat. And then I saw Travis go, Yep. fuck. Yep. And then I, I felt bad. Nah, sometimes <sighs> your friends have a brain fart at the table and you, re, and you role play with it and you We've just roll with there. it. Right. We've all been there. Yeah. It, I mean, not me, but everybody else. <laughs> Sure. Where's Lark? <laughs> Nobody so knows. Bad. Nobody knows. Hey, Carnot's uh, lesbian. Wait, no, Carnot lesbian. Liam. Carnal lesbian. No, it's Carnot. Carnot lesbian. There we go. Car, you're not a lesbian. No. Carnot lesbian. This is for I Liam. That's accurate. Get out of here. Liam. Yes. We've seen Caleb try and fail to emulate some of Bo's physicality. Yeah. Is this just a joke, or does he really wish he was physically stronger and tougher? No, that was just in that moment. He didn't want to waste any magic, and he wanted to help the situation, and I thought it was funny, uh, to try to be imposing. That's all, pretty mm. simple. <laughs> mm. You know, and he's got a foofy coat, so maybe, you know, if he rolled really high, the coat would foof out. I appreciated it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We inspire each other sometimes. Yeah. I'm into sometimes. it. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Marisha, beautiful yeah. business boy. <laughs> What's the Shut up. Sup, business boy. I love Beautiful business boy. I went, no one saw Max just go. Oh, damn, we missed it. Dude, we need a Max cam. We need a Max cam. No, he's Max cam. Yeah, he I'm gonna buy to it right now. Max cam. Hey, Vinny, if you're at home watching this, sorry, but your kid's sick, but can we get a Max cam? And a new prompter. And a new prompter. And a new prompter, Marisha. Beautiful business boy. Let's bring it back to yeah. Triple B. When the, <laughs> the BBB. This is the dumbest. Why do we keep doing the show? <laughs> what? Nobody's happy right now. I'm gonna. All I'm gonna see lie. is tweets That's about the first question wasn't asked until 7:14. <laughs> I am upset. Talk I don't care me. about Liam. I want to know what Caleb says with his German accent. Talk to me more about Dungeons and Dragons, Brian. <laughs> Marisha, beautiful yep. business boy wants to know. Better we'll cut all the rest of that out. Yep. When the pirates shot their crossbows at Bo, did the thought cross her mind to let them hit her to keep up the ruse of the lover's quarrel, or did she act instinctively? Definitely the second. Yep. Definitely knew it all went to shit as soon as I caught that first arrow. Hmm. Whoops. A memoir. <laughs> Does one plan to be shot at with arrows? Not really, right? Well, I think the question was, you know, yeah, maybe no. take a couple. 
you know, yeah, to, uh, just to uh, let a couple uh, hit her uh, and in that microsecond. Yeah, I, and and it's a valid point, but Bo's too obsessed with being the own badass of her fantasies that she's not going to be like, Foof. yeah, it's yeah, right, yeah, I and I I felt it in my head. I was like, well, that's this is all done. Mm. It's over now. And it's over Whoops. now. Send in the clowns. Send in the clowns. Send in the clowns. Hey, let's give away something else. It's time song. for fan art of the week. Woo! <laughs> yeah! Fan art of the week. Art dad. Blink. Art dad's here tonight. This week's fan art winner for episode 35 was sent in by Joshua Otero at jotero01. Let's take a look. Yes. I haven't seen that. He does not look as slick as Vax when he's moving quick. You don't think so? Mm. I love that. Is that spittle coming out Spit the mouth? Spit and tears. That's so cute. Spit and tears. <laughs> <laughs> Almost there. Oh my god. I love that. This fan art comes with a soundtrack. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who submitted. Congrats to you, Joshua. You have won this lacewood tabletop dice tray from our friends at Wormwood. Check them out at wormwoodgaming.com. Mm, it's been sniffed by me. Mm, that's Ooh. nice. Leathery. Ooh. Vanna, white that shit. It's beautiful. Sure. Yeah, that's going home with me. Sorry, Joshua. Remember, you can you submit. <laughs> I was rolling dice. Oh, yeah? Is that what you're doing? You guys don't roll like this? Totally. You can submit <laughs> Jumping rope. for our GIF and Fan Art of the Week Double contest push. at submit at toxmachina.com. Rules are on our website, critroll.com. Liam. Yep. Cats of Beruthiel want to know, when Caleb was trying to cast Find Familiar as a ritual before all hell broke loose, in what form was he going to re-summon Frumpkin, and what was he hoping to do with the little fae fella? Um, he was going to summon uh, an owl of his own to very safely and non-confrontationally scout out the ship. Mm. That's cool. Mm. That's about it. Is going to be a, a very tiny owl, little baby owl. Yeah, little, little not baby not owl. baby, just the like the smallest one there is. Probably, yeah, smallest a mama set, yeah. Danny's but that moment is gone. <laughs> yeah, everything burned to the ground. That's a good plan, though. Sure, it was sure. Especially since Professor Thaddeus is a big old dickhead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Piece yep. of shit. I bird. was I was aiming for that antithesis. <sighs> yeah, asshole. Aww. Good Al Good Al Badal. Yep. My favorite. Don't worry, it never game. happened. Cool. Everything went real well. Uh, Filigree Sales wants to know for both of you for a moment, it really seemed like Caduceus was going to be stranded on shore. Did you ever wonder if he was going to give up on his fledgling relationship with the Mighty Nines? Yes. Uh huh. He yes. Did. Uh -huh. This poor, poor, groovy Zen uh, motherfucker yeah. was like, everything's great. I just. I want to see the world. Oh, you guys keep almost getting me killed. <laughs> Bye. Also, like, I don't, know, I don't mean to be speaking for you, Talison, but he hasn't been that secret in He's terms of. He's behind the couch. She'll say something. Sorry, about, sorry, yeah. Tal. You say something out of line. Um, he hasn't been that quiet with us behind the scenes on 
Caduceus's very bad, no good day. Mm. Very, very, what's the name? Whatever. Uh, right. Good, the bad, and the ugly. The ugly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. It's a Denzel Washington mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, we, we left that night with uh, Taliesin being like, Caduceus is very unhappy. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, he's questioning who he's hitched his train to, and I'm like, does it now feel like your mission is to try and bring him to the dark side and lure him into uh, changing to, what, what is he, a grave cleric or something? Grave yeah. cleric, yeah. No, I, I, it's a real big question mark, what's gonna happen in the first 20 minutes of the next game? Yeah. I mean, they're uh, just gonna be floating in a boat. I think, a lot of shit to work I think out. there's gonna be some discussions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few people who wanna say some things. Remember, do not cast Fireball down while you're in the ship. <laughs> Friendly reminder. Let me in. Something I may have done in my home game. Okay. And sunk the boat. Guys, <laughs> take me away from that terrible memory with an answer to this, Marisha. Oh. We kind of touched on this earlier, but I think there's more I'd like to hear. Okay. This is from Vishante Kafas. I tried my best. I have Vishanti. Vishanti. A mantra that Bo has been living by recently is to leave every city better than you found it, one she took by Molly in remembrance of him. With the consequences of the Mighty Nine's actions the past two episodes, how is Bo dealing with that? That is an excellent question. Um, Man, one that I want to pull a Liam on and don't want to say too much about because um, there w- there will be discussions on the top of the top of the episode about if we can fix it, should we fix it? What is our moral responsibility? Which part? All we definitely I don't know. We saved a being from slavery, but also might have put an entire city's I mean, put it in the real world, and right? If we found out that Los Angeles kept its lights on because there was a living being Yeah, you wouldn't justify cage, it, right? right? You would be like, well, we're smart enough human beings to be able to find a way to fix it without slavery, right? Mm. Which I, I feel like is where Bo is, but it doesn't mean that we kind of didn't, um, I wouldn't say we left the city better than we found it. No. No. And they didn't yeah, do anything talks. informed or intelligently. It's also a new, no. it's also a newer-ish sort of realization, I think, for Bo in the wake of Molly's passing because You know, in the aftermath of a tragedy like that, everyone processes it in a different way. You were, you know, Bo was choosing to latch on to that sentiment of Molly's and go, if this seems to be what made him happy, was leaving every city better than he found it. I need. I want a piece of that. I want a piece of that thing that he had. But yeah. it's that's still a new thing, and it butts up mm-hmm. a, against a lot of the pillars for her. You're, so there's going to be some wrestling there, right? You're, you're very onto something. You're yes. very onto something. Upvote me Finally. on the conspiracy threads, yeah. man. Upvote the shit out of me. I'm yeah. onto something. I just got. I put a check mark next to that shit. Um, Neil Gaiman once said. Um, in order to find your voice, you will sound like a lot of other people. 
and I, I always remembered that. And, and he, sorry, the full quote is, in order to find your voice, you will sound like a lot of other people, and that's not a bad thing. Mm. Um, because all of those past influences inform who we are and right. who we will become. And I think that was a little bit of, of Molly to Bo. And, and right. with what Bo remembers is that she was fucking shitty to Molly, more or less. Like, he was better than her, so she treated him like shit because of it. Right. Um, and then he died. Mm. And she didn't really have any recon- reconciliation. And I think that was the first time that she really encountered that in her life. And I think it is something that a lot of people will eventually experience where like someone, you lose someone, maybe not because of death, but you lose someone suddenly. And then you're like, not how I would have realistically wanted to leave that. It's so interesting how envy turns to anger so quickly. 100%. Right? Jealousy and anger mm-hmm. are so closely related. Right. Um, so, y- yeah. yeah, I think um, her immediate response to that was, I treated him like shit because he was better, so the least I can do is try to be better. Right. But that doesn't mean that that's easy, especially yeah. for something like, for someone like Bo. Right, Things. yeah, she <clears throat> likes to take the hard way. She likes well, the hard way. And let's be real, Sometimes, just because it is the hard way, doesn't, man, this is gonna sound convoluted, but just because it's the hard way doesn't mean it's the necessarily the easiest way. Try telling Keg that. Yeah, <laughs> kind of, like, um, sometimes it's easier to be polarizing right. and difficult than it is to be altruistic. Hmm. So, I don't know, we'll see. This is good. We're getting some good shit tonight. This yeah, also um, has nothing to do with how Caleb saw the, the Molly dying. I just. Oh, interesting. Anything you want to say, or do you, yeah, sure, you, do you want to sure, keep sure. it? Sure, I don't think okay. that like uh, that all makes perfect sense. Yeah. And Caleb was not touched in the same way. It was just like a, a an affirmation of what he knew was at risk, like. You're gonna get. He thought you're gonna get close to people. You're gonna get stronger, and you need to protect yourself and surround yourself with people who are stronger. And you're risking liking people, and them liking you, and getting close to them. And he's starting at different speeds with all of the people in the Mighty Nine to get closer to them. And Molly, mm-hmm. um, I don't. I don't even think Molly was the one that he was the closest to in the group. But he, you know, was certainly like they had a good working rapport, and he admired what he was able to do, and he knew him as a as a human, or you know, as a tiefling in this world. But as you know, in our terms, as a human, he knew his personality and his life, and his a bit of his wants and hopes. Um, and if you're, it's a risk to get so close to people and then have them be killed alongside you. It's a risk to care. Right. Because everybody's a distraction for him. Like he needs them. He wants them around. He, you know, all this conflicting information for him. And to see Molly die is like, yep, yep. An investment. You're going to get a close risk, to right? all these people. And he and he's so close to the people he's with now. Like he he likes a lot of things about a lot of these people. And is like, but 
it's gonna, it means it's gonna hurt a lot harder when you have to rip the Band-Aid off mm. and walk away from some of these people. That, that's what it comes to. That's an, that's an arm's length thing right there. Yeah, I was gonna say, follow-up question. Mm. Is this because of your history with other people, maybe Astrid, and hurting other people? So you think, well. I think it's separate than that. I, I, that's a whole other planet for him. Um, he was alone for so long once he was conscious again after the fact. He, 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 there was safety in just being alone and you can't disappoint anybody and you can't lose anybody and you, you're alone. So that sucks. Um, I think he sees it as a danger to himself and what he wants to care for people because he wants to do what he wants to do and you people are I risk becoming a better person and trying to get on a different path from what I need to do, which is to stop the the the, the unforgivable. Mm. That's what I have to do. And fuck you all for taking my mind off of it. I really like you, but fuck you for taking my mind off of right, it. Right, right. Because it's more important than love and friendship. Right. He's got a lot of different voices going on in his head, and that's not the dominant one, but it's a voice in there. Mm. So you're basically the college ball player on a scholarship that's like, I'm sorry, I can't be in a relationship. I gotta focus on my ball playing. I'm alone. I do wolf. not understand. Yeah. I do not understand those references. I know yeah. what a ball is. We had a ball earlier. I saw a ball happen. <laughs> we were dunking. Uh, I accidentally yeah. got it through the hole. Dunking in the sand. I had a boyfriend in high school tell me that. I had a dude tell me once that he was a fucking lone wolf and wasn't and couldn't be in a relationship. Uh, that's Danny. dramatic shit. That's that's inflated and dramatic. That's Danny, we need to get you a <laughs> firearm. We need to get Danny a firearm and take her to an open I carry really, I think he was saying it in a sarcastic way, like he was being goofy, but it was still a shitty thing to say. Yeah. Like he was being like he like he wasn't trying to like be like, I'm a lone wolf. He made a he was making a joke out of it, and that was why he didn't want to like date me. But it was also like, Jesus, uh, so, Danny. Real story. I once had a guy kick me out and get too afraid of like commitment mm -hmm. because he was like, "I've got Latin class in the morning." <laughs> Cut to like, m like a several years later, and I was recounting this story, and he goes, "I never took Latin. <laughs> he never up. took Latin. Shut it was a goddamn up. lie to just." The old, <laughs> the old Latin class. He went to a, like a Catholic I high took, school. Right. He, I took Latin you took for Latin three years. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Don't How okay, is we that gotta, doing for you? We so gotta good. go. The guy, <laughs> the guy from Twitch is here, and he's gonna pull the goddamn plug. We're over. But before we go, can we go back to Liam's camera real fast, Chief? Um, just for after dark, I'm gonna need a lot of this. Oh Jesus! So, no, 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 don't. Uh, I, I think he's probably already got it. it. I'm gonna need a lot of that. Anyway, <laughs> stick around. Right. <laughs> stick around for Tox Machina after dark, or as I like to call it, Art Dad Chesty Times. Uh, Critical Role episode for 36. <laughs> For, two, for Tuesdays. Uh, Critical Role episode 36 airs this week. I would like to thank Marisha, Liam, Danny, Max, Chris, Chris, Love Steve. You, sir, by the way. Thank you very much. And thank also you. To the audience. Young Sinatra 5 this Friday. What? To the, to the audience. Um, we're so sorry. We're so sorry, sorry, you guys. Sorry. Man, yeah, we we really we really did good tonight. Let's take a break and come back to the actual show instead of After Dark. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, we should. Yeah. Let's get to some questions. 
Let's go. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> this has been the Critical Role After Show. <laughs> yes! Yes, OG! Yeah. <laughs> I just asked Max, what should we do on After Dark? And his answer was, who gives a shit? No. <laughs> that's the level that's of... Your, that's what your eyes said, Max. That's, that's what your eyes said right after your mouth said it. Guys, <laughs> welcome to Tax Machina After Dark. Mm. Um, Tulks, it's pronounced Tulks. My friend Patrick pronounced, he says, hey, do you have tax macking tonight? I go, tax, like the tax man? Wait, where, is he from up north? Is he from like? From Utah. People from oh. Utah don't say tax macking, yeah, do they? They got a little bit of that, like, you know, gonna, does he ever a little ask, bit of that Minnesota. Does he ever ask you questions? <laughs> no, mm. I wish. <laughs> Guys, this is where we answer questions from an iPad. <laughs> the first one, is to uh, is from ever to everyone from Christine Christina you Christina we who would you high five with Bigby's hand guys? Um, who would I who would we high five? Yeah. Like the Iron Giant, uh, Ken Watanabe, um, Phyllis man. Diller for me. Phyllis Diller, sure, sure. Um, Gotta gotta give Sam Regal a high five with Bigby's hand. Mm. Um, He's a germaphobe. Everyone in the Mighty Ducks. Uh, also, oh, um, Shaquille O'Neal. That was yeah. who I thought. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, my first yeah, thought was Shaquille O'Neal. You gotta be with someone big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. Like uh, you know Lucy, Lucy Lawless. <gasps> oh yeah. Fuck yes, Lucy Zena. Lawless is a Fuck. badass. Yeah, sure. shit. Fuck yeah, Zena. She can match that strength. What Boom. about uh, Zoe Bell? Zoe Bell, her stunt double. Oh, yeah. Would also high five her with. Uh huh. By the way, ooh, nope. I need to look this up before I I start saying things. There's Statue a, of Liberty. I'd high five the Statue of Liberty. There's Solid. a ooh, that's oh, a good that's one. Oh, that's a cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool one. Mm -hmm. There's a that. really great documentary with Zoe Bell. Uh, on stunt women, and it's about mm. stunt ladies. Shit, Zoe Bell, stunt. Guys, here's one in the meantime. Wordy yeah. Wonder Wolf, what's the lamest excuse someone has given you to get out of a relationship with you? It's <laughs> a great question. To get out of a relationship? Mm. Yeah. Lamest? Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Double dare. Double what? Dare is the name of the documentary. Oh. It's about women in stunts. Oh, that's where they drop the slime on them and stuff? I thought, I, yeah, I thought someone you were offering Double Dare as an excuse to get out of show a relationship. As an excuse. <laughs> that's not what she's talking about. Also, I gotta go home and watch Double Dare. Also great. I've got Double Dare in the morning, sorry. Also amazing. There's a documentary called Double Dare about women in stu stunts, mm -hmm. and it's amazing, featuring Zoe Bell. Continue. She's the, is she the one that did um, the, the Tarantino Death Proof, yes, yeah, the is. car shit. Oh my yep. God, I watched all the behind the scenes. She's that was amazing. Great. <laughs> She's great. You would love Double Dare. Okay. Fucking awesome. But is there? Do they get slimed they at some point? Get slimed. Oh, no, it's such okay. a disappointment. Well, maybe anyway. someone will make it. Did I've on YouTube. only ever been given good reasons to break up? Like, hey, we're both going to college. Right. Not the same one. Oh. That's pretty valid. Okay. That's it. Really. Right. I had one, this was an actual breakup. This wasn't somebody who was just trying to not be in a relationship with me. But I had one where I'm pretty sure he was telling the truth. But as I've 
like thought about it as I've gotten older, I wonder now if he wasn't actually telling me the truth because it's a really good lie. What was um, it? He told me that he found out he had a kid. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I've dated some interesting people. Danny. <laughs> oh For man, fuck's I gotta sake. go to uh, I gotta, Latin class. Um, there was, yeah, there was I got a, uh, Latin class was pretty good for me. So, uh, there was context. Like it wasn't just that he like woke up one day and was like, so I found out I had a kid. The, but the context like, was his kid was 34. <laughs> <laughs> But no, and so there's but there's a whole like reason why I'm not sure now, like thinking back on it, whether or not it was real, because of the fact that he'd kind of like had like sowed the seeds of it possibly being a thing. And now I'm like, what if he just like knew he was about to move and stuff and was like, I'm just gonna say this so that I don't have to date this girl anymore. We should check his Twitter to see if there's any tweets like, no kids, life is great. Oh my god. <laughs> I so do, he never like this he had like never like had a Facebook page or anything like that, though mm. I did find out that he I know what college he's working at now. <laughs> because I like Googled his name and I'm really good at Google Foo. So uh yeah. <laughs> well I've learned something about fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> this is after Darkful. <laughs> Fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> hey guys, V T Fling. Let, we'll we'll get back. Let's get back onto pertinent Take stuff. Um, that was a great question about relationships. Um, my my you know the lamest excuse someone's giving me was one time this girl said, uh, you know we gotta break up. Blah blah. I'm like how come? She's like, well you're going upstate. V T Fling wants to know. <laughs> you're going upstate. <laughs> What would your strip club be called? Mine would be called the Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> what would your guys be? It's just a tiger lunging for someone's ball sack? Yes. Yeah. You, how did you know? You read my mind. A tiger lunging for someone's ball sack. Gift of the week. What? I think that is a sign. That's one of the astronomical signs. I think, I think mine would be called the tiger in the sack. The tiger in the sack. That. Yep. They're all derivative of the Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> They're like little chains. Right. <laughs> hey, remember how that lion tried to rip out one of the guy, maybe Roy, maybe it tried to rip out yes. his throat? Yep. Do you think Frumpkin is going to try and do what if he turns a can a can a can a find familiar turn on you at some turn point? Can someone cast a spell onto him that turns him into like the rabbit from Monty Python and the Holy Grail? That's impossible. That's Is ridiculous. It? What a ridiculous question. It's about a question about fifth game. edition Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. He said convincing himself. I think my strip club would be called No Vacancies. Ooh. Because <laughs> all the legs here are closed. That's actually, you know, it's a bar mm. in Hollywood. Sure, that makes sense. Should Speak we go easy? there after this? Mm -hmm. It's actually great. Hey, speaking of booze, guys, Crazy Shack 48. Max, how much liquor were you offered to do your Sam impression on CR? Uh, I actually didn't drink anything before, surprisingly. Max was so nervous, but he kept he kept trying it out in front of all of us, and he we're like, you're killing week. it. You're, he practiced all week. We're like, you're killing it, dude, and then he killed it on the he screen. He did great. It My was amazing. were the people who thought that Sam was dubbing over Max. Yeah. Right, that's yeah. how good it was. Amazing. Yeah, a lot of us gave advice. I told him to just never stop smiling, mm -hmm. just spread your mouth open as wide as possible. Mm. He makes this sound a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. There, and you're good. Just bare your teeth as much as possible, like an animal. Right. 
Um, let's see. Let's see here. Uh -huh. Swan Lady. Uh -huh. Now that you are pirates, have you chosen your pirate name? Hmm. Hmm. I guess that's a no. That's a no. Can we do it on the fly, though? Can we do it on the fly? Yeah, we're supposed to be like witty and and good at improv, right? Uh, our pirate yeah. names, as our characters or as ourselves. Your characters. Does it matter? Your characters. characters. Nobody cares about you guys. Uh, they the care about Trump your character. King. Okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. Done. Done deal. I am perfect. Oh. 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 What? Oh wow! What I've <laughs> I can't see the monitor. What is our happening? Squeeze. What's going on? Our squeeze. My face on Caleb's running body. Here comes oh, our squeeze. No. Yep. I don't know if that's I'm in a good, good position. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh my God! All of these are going to be such gold. I have so many regrets. <laughs> Guys. Still there. Still going. Yeah. That was amazing. Oh, I can't wait to watch that later. Hey, this is crazy. Bear week, it's like shark week, but bear okay. week. Did you guys plan the marigold color theme going on in all your outfits tonight? Look, I've got this. Your bra or whatever the fuck that is hanging out to the side has a thing. And Liam's got the thing on the thing. Of course we planned this out, guys. We're expert YouTubers. My mom the other so day was like, so I'm confused. Are you one of the YouTubers now? And I'm like, if so, we're the oldest fucking YouTubers in the game. I'm 53 years old. I love it. Guys, one more and then we have to get to the final question, which is really good. I've been I've been stalling to get to that Sit one. On oh boy. Uh, let's see. Liam and Marisha, old sneaks. Are your characters curious about how being at sea might affect Ford, given what they know about his salty history? Now, see, salty is a pun there because of the sea being yeah, salty. Yeah, a semen joke, I got it. Semen um, is also salty if you have an imbalanced diet. Yep. Scurvy. Uh, Damn it. Not what? to be fucked with. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, and I'm also just curious to see what the two people who are from the Menagerie Coast do in reaction to this, because for us, eh, I don't have to go back there. This is all, you know, I wanted to, he, Caleb wanted to check out that tower, and Caleb likes, Miss, Miss Lavore was really nice, but he feels the call to go, like this is a vacay, and he ultimately has to go back, and this is, it's fine for him to walk away with it on fire. Yeah. So what are Jester and Ford gonna do in the, again in the hour of the first game? I don't know. I feel, I've, I feel a little bad. Feel a little bad for Jester. Sure. She might not be able to return home. Sure. It was don't really, know what we did. It was really dark. I don't know that people got a great look at us. A lot of us can disguise ourselves. It's hard to say. She was already had to, to hide and stick around. Maybe it's not that different. I don't know. Yeah. Also, as far as a bunch of guards are concerned, they saw her kill herself. So there's that. Uh, Which is like, it could be great. Mm -hmm. It could be great. Could be. And then also Ford. Yeah, I mean, here we are on a boat. He's been hinting at his boat life, and we're on a boat now. You get to see what that's all about a little bit. Uh-huh. Mm. Hashtag boat life. Hashtag boat life. On a boat. Chief, what do you got in regards to that chest? 
Oh boy, is that what all the side glances were? What? Waiting for... Liam. What oh happened? Boy. You couldn't snip it from earlier? <clears throat> oh, too We bad. need to upgrade so our technology. Sad. Oh, no retroactive Chief chest doesn't hair have implants. the tools he needs. That's we, what I'm saying. We don't have enough shots of Marisha Ray with Liam O'Brien's. No, I was going to put it right chest. here. Ah, was, oh, yeah. I love it. We're not on Twitch, and I Hashtag think the Twitch feminism. guy left so we could have done something like yeah. that. <laughs> Our final question of the night, viewers. The doozy. This one comes from, now, man, this is, this is good for, you know, good way to end After Dark on a nice, wordy wonder wolf. This is for, all of us. Danny, you're included in we on this. three Bs, now we got three Ws. Wordy Beautiful wonderful. business boy. Yep. What's your best impression of Max's I'm so done with this face? Now let's each, oh Chief, let's God. go ahead and get a. <laughs> right there, that's it. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> let's get a. Let's, Liam, go ahead. Okay. It's your turn. It's my turn, okay. Yeah. I want to see these. Wow, yep. Solid. Absolutely. Solid. Marisha? Yeah. Yeah, mm, yep, the, ugh, God, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. A lot, actually, a lot of times it's, Marisha! Right, it's a lot of yelling. Come on! Yeah. Marsha! Marsha Roy! Which you started. Right, Marsha yeah. Roy, yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, mine, mine is, uh... <sighs> Price Buster! You could have been doing something. Could have been doing something great, Max. <laughs> oh man, mine was gonna be the hair. Damn it. <laughs> Danny, I'm giving you time to come up with something else. <laughs> okay, Danny's turn. Danny, right. Danny. Mine, mine is mine is uh... Yep, yep, yep. Always flicking. I don't flip my hair. You flick it. You don't flip it. I whip my hair back and you forth. Do, you do sometimes do the like. Oh, yeah, it's this. Oh, it's, it's the this. frustrated like it's yeah. The frustrated that looks like a shampoo commercial. Yeah. yeah. With a dark ending. See? Mm. See? You could have been doing something also, great, Max, lot, but instead you're here. But yeah, lots of face yeah, palming. Lots of, lots, lots of. You know, guys, it's uh we I give we give we give Max we give Max a lot of shit, but we love him and he keeps everything working around oh here, God. including he our body parts. So much. Yeah. Like Max touches every show just like he touches all of us In around us. Whoops. He's been touching yeah. me for years. He, and I can tell you sweet. every time I'm touched by Max, <laughs> it's warmer, softer than the first. It knows me more than the last time. A little bit more informed. A little bit more informed. Yeah, yeah. Um, the touch just becomes more and more familiar with yeah. every passing week. Hey, Lockie, are you here to say something super <laughs> fucking depressing right before we go off the air? Oh yeah, Lockie, tell Why us Why don't you, you take us out on the <laughs> shittiest note possible this week, Chris? <laughs> Speak loudly so the folks at home can also have their night ruined. Bill Cosby's in prison, y'all. Well, that's hey! good news. Oh, okay, well yeah, that's that's, that's fine. News. That's good news. That's we'll go out. News. Yeah, come up and let's go out on the highest note possible. Yeah, still. Bill Cosby's in jail. Whatever the fuck. You see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. If you like this episode, please drop a review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
TalksMikin airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash criticalworld on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next time. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.